provide a, a brief historical context. Our local hospital um, sold in 2013, and, and I was with the hospital at the time, and I converted the hospital, the proceeds from the sale of the hospital to a community health foundation, um, commonly referred to as a conversion foundation. And at the time, the charge is really to take the monies that were um, the proceeds from the hospital, invest those, and take a portion each year and reinvest into issues that impact the health of our community. Um, so I'm going to kind of fast forward briefly through that. You know, what, what we have seen largely um, at the work here in the foundation, um, you know, mental health concerns, as, as a lot of communities in our, in our region and certainly in our nation are seeing, um, uh, chronic illness, risk management, a lot of social determinants of health issues that exist within our community. Um, you know, we, we see um, poverty kind of threaded through all of those. Um, not necessarily as causation, maybe a little bit more in terms of correlation, but that is one of the common themes that we see is, um, and not even so much poverty, but under-resourced families within our community. And our, our foundation serves four counties in the western upper peninsula of Michigan, uh, Berga, Houghton, Keweenaw, and Ontonagon counties. And, you know, the rough numbers are about 20, 21% of people that are living in poverty and about you know, high 40s, almost 49% of people that are living at the Alice um, rate. So we have a fairly um, substantial amount of, you know, friends and neighbors that are really asset-limited families, under-resourced families. Um, so back in 2018, we had a very devastating um, flood. Um, and you think of flood, you think of water. The flood that we had actually resulted in, in more in terms of mudslides um, through the hilly areas that we have in our community. And what happened there, Lynn, is uh, as our foundation actually responded to that flood, it gave us an opportunity. Uh, I think one of the, the, the benefits of that for us as we were able to turn into a benefit was it gave us the opportunity to interact much more intimately with a lot of the families, a lot of under-resourced families. Some of the neighborhoods that were most substantially hit were old neighborhoods, old, you know, centuries old housing stock, um, that type of thing. And it just gave us an opportunity to really see more firsthand, not only um, some of the challenges for those families to recover from such a devastating, you know, natural disaster, but also some of the, you know, generational um, issues resulting from being under resourced poverty um, and how that translated into a number of different health risk factors for those, those families and the communities. Uh, we started looking at some of the, um, you know, disparities in life expectancy and chronic illness um, from community to community. And it just became even um, that much more emphasized that we needed to do something to address um, address that need within our community. Um, you know, it was, it was shortly after uh, the flood that we were invited to um, a Bridges community orientation session um, that was uh, uh, presented by uh, Treasurer. And um, we had, a, uh, prior to that, for a couple months, had been researching a couple different um, um, programs that address poverty and, and just different equity issues within the community. And um, uh, myself and a couple staff members attended that, that orientation session. And um, I just, you know, frankly, we had a, we had a, we had a get out plan for noontime. If, if this is a boring session and we're not getting anything out of it, this is kind of our bug out plan for noontime. And it was about 10:30 that morning, and and one of the one of my coworkers looked at me, and they're like, "This is awesome." And I'm like, "Yeah, we we need this. We're gonna plan spend the day so much 
for lunch plans. We're going to spend a day and learn a little bit more about this. Um, and I bring that up because, you know, for me, who, who can be somewhat skeptical and, and um, you know, pretty critical of the things that, that I see, you know, especially when I'm going to a learning event like that, um, it just became so painfully obvious that there is such a uh, practical base of um, tactics within the Bridges program. And it was very easy to see for me to see how this would be applicable, very practical and very applicable to our community. And um, that led us to explore the program a little bit more. And then we went to the annual conference in San Antonio. Uh, one of my board members, actually our board chair and a couple staff members had attended that. And again, we were just um, floored by the, the grace of everybody that was in attendance, the willingness to share information um to you know to a lesser degree because i'm not necessarily a very emotional person but the emotion that was evoked by the success stories and the challenges that were overcome by many of the people that were you know were investigators of the program and just the shared um level of success that everybody that was involved in a program whether they've been a community facilitator or one of the success coaches or one of the investigators and certainly the the folks at bridges you know at aha processes you know, yourself and Ruth and uh, Phil, everybody was just very open, very um, accessible. And it just made it very easy for us to better understand the program and how would we be able to bring this back to our community to apply it. Um, you know, so then, you know, we were dealing with the flood and then we were dealing with COVID. So it took us about four years to actually get to a point where we could get a staff member on hand. I didn't want to do it piecemeal. I wanted to make sure that we put the resources in place correctly and, um, you know, we, you know, and, and that was one of the things that really sold it. I was listening to all these success stories at the conference and I'm just thinking to myself, we don't have to worry about who's going to sponsor a class or who's going to help with the meals or how we're going to fund the curriculum. Our foundation can do that. And I don't say that just, you know, arrogantly or in any place of vanity or ego. I, I said it, I say it because, you know, we are very fortunate to be able to have the financial resources to support the launch of the program and to have their human resources needed to support the launch of the program, which I think will just help accelerate the implementation and the execution of it. Um, and and we're, we're just very grateful to have the support and the curriculum and everything that's needed. And that's, you know, that's kind of what brought us into this. You know, we, we, we see this as a need in our community. We see it intertwined in virtually all of the other areas that we're working through as a health foundation, trying to address the different um, and variety of health risk factors that impact our region. And, and we're just incredibly grateful. And, and, and I think we're off to a pretty good start with our first cohort of investigators that are in the class. I think that of all the investments that our foundation could have made, and we've made a lot, I mean, we've invested close to $20 million back into our local community in the last nine and a half years already. Um, through a lot of different areas. Um, but I think that this is probably going to have, it certainly has the potential um, to do the most good for the long term for the, our community. And, and I say that with, without any hesitation because I see, um, I, in our first cohort, we had, um, we had nine young, nine women um, just happened to end up that way. Um, one of which dropped out right very after the first week for very legitimate reasons. Um, so we maintained, you know, good attendance. 
but I've seen how much this this process. And I remember chuckling because everybody kept saying, trust the process, trust the process. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see about that process, you know. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting here, and if anybody's watching this, it's, yeah, you have to trust the process because we're already seeing in week nine, you know, seven, eight, nine, dramatic shifts in the the things that their our investigators value. It's, it's almost like a cognitive behavior model. But it's changing the way that they value um, a lot of things. But more importantly, I think it's changing their own self-worth, their value and their perception of their self. Um, we're seeing them just carry themselves differently already. Um, they're, they're advocating for themselves differently already. The um, nature and the content of our conversations, and I show up on the nights and I help with the meals and just kind of behind the scenes helping while Mike and Mary Jo are doing the classes, because I think it's important that the participants in the program, the investigators know that there's a community of support behind them that they might not even realize is there. But I'm so assured of the importance of this program and why I say I think it'll be the most impactful investment that the foundation has made because in this short time we're already seeing a change in those participants and you know their aspirations and um, some of the steps that they're taking to advocate for themselves to apply for college you know eight weeks ago that wasn't even an option there wasn't an option to even consider this school let alone now that it's it's not only an option it's something they're looking into and they're realizing that there's resources out there that will help them achieve that and if that can happen in two months you know, one night a week. Um, what does that look like in three years from now when we've had a half a dozen or 10 cohorts go through and we are also introducing the Money Matters courses and we're also able to bring in the rest of the community to start participating in ways that they're not right now. I am um, so very excited about where this is going to take our community. And, and more importantly, the intervention that this is going to provide for other generational trauma that is closely associated with being under-resourced or impoverished. Um, it, it helps support our work that we're doing with our, um, our SUD and our drug treatment facility. It supports the work that we're doing with our law enforcement to take drugs off our street. Um, the work that we're doing with our economic development organizations on addressing housing and blight in our community. Virtually every lens, our scholarship programs, our mental behavioral health programs, all of it is is blended into this, and I think we're going to see um, real meaningful change for those families that are just don't know how to get out of the condition that they're in to make better choices that are going to help them live up to whatever quality of life and whatever form of liberty and justice that they feel is appropriate for them. This is going to help empower that, and in turn, it's going to make us a healthier community. I hope there's other communities out there that are able to take advantage of it. Um, uh, life is going to throw a lot of obstacles in your way. Um, be resilient, follow through with this, um, make sure that you take the time to write and understand it. And, um, I think, um, the community will be better off for it. The other thing that I would tell, tell folks, um, take advantage of the network of people that are out there. There are, there are, I, I've done a, a number of conferences and, you know, through my career over the last lot longer than I care to admit how many years it's been that I've been in the nonprofit sector. Um, but I've let, I've met um, few groups um, as, a, as a true collective 
that are um, as compassionate and, and as caring and, and willing to give up of their time and their selves and their experiences to help another community develop. Um, we've been just overwhelmed with the grace and um, um, camaraderie, um, a lot of cheerleading. We've had a lot of people cheerleading us along this journey that have recognized that and um, take advantage of that. Um, use that to empower your own communities um, and, and sometimes use that to kind of infuse yourself with that next little step of motivation that you need to stay resilient to a lot of the other challenges. Because we've certainly had our share um, and, and like a lot of communities, especially those that are trying to do better for their, their friends and neighbors, um, there's always things that will get in the way. Just take advantage of the resources and the support that's there. It's been it's been a game changer for us because we probably we've had a lot of opportunities and a lot of good reasons to give up on this and um, the right people and um, maybe a little bit of divine guidance along the way. I'm not really sure, but it's helped us stay on track and stay persistent with this. Thank you.